0: Hi, hey y'all, hi, what is up, what's up y'all, what's up, welcome back to another episode of Black News, it's Cornelia here back again and so happy and excited to be with you all for another week and another list of fantastic and just all around good topics, in case y'all are new to the podcast, let me explain it one more time and I don't gotta keep doing this but I'ma do it for y'all black news is a weekly podcast where I break down current events hot topics and local stories involving black people this is where you come and this is where we go and this is where we power to talk about what's going on with us okay so continue to congregate continue to spread the word and continue to pass the tid about black news to all your friends and family and continue to support we out here all right first things first technically, I don't need to do first things first. Y'all, y'all been killing it with the likes and the subscriptions. Okay, y'all been liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard. So thank you. But in case you have not, we are all across the board, Spotify, Apple, Google, You name it, we own it. So continue to do that. Continue to spread the word. Continue to tell your friends and just, you know, keep being you guys. Keep being wonderful and thank you for the continued support. All right, let's get into it. Before I get into it, um, guys, I have a birthday coming up. Yay. Oh my God, guys. Oh my God, I'm getting older. Y'all, I got a birthday coming up. It is on November 24th. So whenever you listening to this and hell, I would have another podcast releasing the day after my birthday, which is Thanksgiving day. My birthday is the 24th. Thanksgiving day is the 25th. That is a Thursday. But um, I'm just not feeling it this year. Y'all, I'm not feeling it. I, um, I just, you know, I'm not in the spirit and it could be y'all I, I gotta get a colonoscopy, and they booked the colonoscopy for the day before my birthday. y'all talk about the disrespect. I've been dealing with some stomach and some intestinal issues on and off for quite some time. This is not my first colonoscopy, please don't be alarmed. uh, I've done this time and time again. But my doctor, old chump ass decided she wanted to squeeze me in for that. So that may have something to do with me not wanting to um, or just not feeling like going out. But I don't know. Maybe it's COVID and me being used to being in the house. But um, yeah, I'm just going to be low key and low key. I'm out of ideas. I am so out of ideas. I've done a birthday dinner, I've been out to a party, to the to a lounge. I've done karaoke, I've done roller skating. I've done all of the things, so I'm low key tapped out. I don't got no ideas. If y'all got some birthday suggestions or some ideas, let me know cuz I your girl ain't got nothing. I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay here on the couch. Y'all know I found a Netflix um y'all know they got like virtual fireplaces on netflix i'ma watch the fireplace it it got the little crackle i'ma i'ma drink me some wine and i don't have a real fireplace it's la county and a fireplace run you extra two thousand dollars a month okay so i'ma watch the virtual fireplace and be low-key feel free to send gifts though thanks So y'all have heard me on this podcast a couple times talk about how I was really excited about two movies coming out on Netflix. One was passing. The other was The Harder They Fall. I think last week I talked about actually seeing uh, The Harder They Fall and how great it was. Y'all, it was so good. The movie had Idris Elba, Regina King, uh, Zazie Beetz, you know, Deion Cole. A lot of people. Great movie. But I also watched Passing, which was a black and white film set in the 1920s, written and directed by Rebecca Hall, starring Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega, both really good. But first, I'm going to talk about Passing and mainly because I've been seeing a conversation on social media about casting of this movie and the idea of Passing and, uh, and some critics. Right. But before I get into that, y'all, this movie was so good. Basically, and spoiler uh, spoiler alert, if you have not watched this movie, spoiler, spoiler alert. I can't even say the word damn spoiler, y'all. Jeez. Spoiler alert. Fast forward, just fast forward to the next segment. But Passing is a movie based on a book that was written based in the 1920s about two black women, one named Irene, the other named Claire Claire is passing for white. Irene is not. She is living in the world as a black woman, a fair skinned black woman, but a black woman. And the story kind of revolves not only around this idea of passing from uh, as as a white person, but also how people pass in other ways. People pass um, in relationships. We saw how Irene was faking damn near like she was happy with her life and her family so she was passing as somebody who felt secure and stable in that home Claire was passing because again she was the black woman who was uh, acting white it yo, it was really it was really good mainly because one it touched on subject matter that I don't think people really understand or they haven't researched in depth about what passing was and what they entailed what it entailed, which sparked some criticism. Criticism that I won't talk about. So the first thing people were upset that Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega both were cast as black women who could pass as white. The complaint was that Tessa and both Ruth are easily identifiable as black women. And one person even said their nose that you telling me somebody with a nose like that and big features and and big lips could pass as a white person. um, You know, that's just not true. And a lot of black people kept saying, I know I could tell that those two were black. So they could have cast somebody that looked more white and they were throwing out other options like um, what's what's Quincy Jones's daughter name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Rashida, they were talking, like giving ideas about who they thought would be a better fit. So one, let me address that. Well, you know what? I'll hold that because I want to address that when we talk about the other movie, The Heart of They Fall. This is the thing that I think people don't understand about the idea of passing, especially when it comes to that time period. Right. When black people passed, it's it's starting from right after enslavement to like the early 1900s and the passing was damn near going on till this day you have to remember the white gaze is not sophisticated enough to identify color and nuances within different backgrounds especially as it relates to black people especially as it related to black people in the gaze of the late 1800s and the early 1900s That was during a time where it was right after slavery and right at the height of minstrel shows. So people's, and I say people, white people's idea of blackness were slaves and people with coal and tar smeared on their faces. That was their gaze or mammies. When they thought of black people, that's what they thought. Subservient, head down, dark skin, um, in in that kind of light. Even if you think about now. Ask yourself or put yourself back in a situation where you were talking to maybe a white person and they saw a light skin or fair skin or somebody who was not white. They cannot tell that that person has color in them because their gaze is not sophisticated enough to be able to identify. It never has and it probably never will. So there are cases, documented stories and accounts where black people would pass be passing as white and they would purposely try and have to stay away from other black people because those black people would be able to spot them and they even brought this up in the movie there was a moment in a scene where claire who was the one passing as white when her husband her white husband showed up and they were having a conversation with irene She at that time was faking like she was white for the safety of herself and for the safety of Claire's uh, secret. But Claire's husband said something to the effect of, yeah, my wife hates niggers. She don't even she doesn't even like them enough to even want to be around. I have the quote. She won't have them near her. Not even a maid, meaning the white, the girl, black girl passing as white would not even have black people around as a maid. Why? Because the maid, black maid, will be able to identify that she was black. The black gaze is more sophisticated than the white gaze. So I want us to keep that in mind when we think about this concept of passing and when we talk about that person don't look like she white, she wouldn't, no, there have been, we, that's, there's evidence that shows that what black people have been able to pass and look white white to other white people and looked black to other black people. That is one of the specific reasons why, again, people had to completely separate themselves from black people that to completely separate themselves for them, from their families, from anybody who would be able to recognize and bring the story back full circle. So I would love for us. And y'all know, if y'all don't know nothing about me, I love me some history. you who? Let me some history. Mm, I love it, especially black history and our journey and the different roads and the different things that we've had to do and endure for our survival because you know me researching and doing and reading and and doing all these going on all these rabbit holes easily allowed me to have perspective when this movie came out and when I was watching it. Because I Im- immediately thought, of course, the white people thought those two were white. What other examples of blackness did they have to compare it to? Because again, circling back in their mind, blacks is mammy, minstrel show, slaves, not a fair skinned uh, black person with no. They ain't, they ain't even got three A, B and C texture hair. They got straight hair. And it's easy to explain that away. Oh, m- maybe we have Italian heritage. We tan quickly. You can easily explain that away, but you can't explain that away to a black person. So I suggest that you guys watch Passing. Again, I thought it was such a good movie. I ain't going to tell y'all to twist at the end. or It's not necessarily a twist, but it is a conversation starter and, um, a, a good, you know, a, it's a, a good way to have some, some good, some, some solid dialogue with your friends and family about how you perceive the ending to, uh, to have meant continuing on with that same idea. I want to talk about the harder they fall in casting. Now I did not realize this when the movie, when I first saw the movie, every character in that movie, the name is an actual black person that lived. Now, the way they were re- represented in the movie is not necessarily accurate to what they were doing and who they were in real life to an extent. But they were actual real people. A lot of backlash has happened because Zazie Beats was cast as stagecoach Mary. Now, Zazie Beats is a light skinned black woman. She is a small in frame stagecoach. Mary, I believe they said she, it was reported. She was like six feet tall. She was a big black woman, dark skin, chocolate, not, look, nothing like stay, uh, Zazie beats So the concept of colorism and people, an erasure has circled this particular role. Now, granted, a lot of people, who played in this movie ain't look nothing like their original characters but we're not gonna go down that's neither here nor there first i do want to say colorism does happen in hollywood and everywhere that is a valid case of valid claim that is valid is it was it purposeful in this movie did the people behind the scenes say you know what we need somebody light-skinned because stagecoach memory was dark and we don't want that who knows but I do want to talk about this idea, how every time we watch a movie or show, people always say they should have cast so-and-so. Why didn't she get it? She would have been better. They could have cast her. She, uh, she should have did this. When it comes to casting, especially in, in, in Hollywood, when there are popular or big roles, everybody audition for these roles. Think about it like this. There's one role. Agents is sent out to agents. Agents from all over submit their top talent. Right. So casting could literally probably have a thousand submissions out of that thousand. They go through it, decide who they want to see out of that. The auditions are sent out. Let's say we are in this self tape world. Self tapes are done. Self tapes sent back to casting. Casting then said, mm, OK, these people did good. Let's call them in for the callback. This is a movie. So they probably had multiple callbacks. Then you got chemistry tests, screen tests, network producers. There are so many different levels to booking a gig. Now, once you get up in your career, you don't got to do all that. A lot of it, it can be straight to straight to book like it's. Like for Regina King, for example. Regina King probably had to audition. They probably was like, hey, you trying to do this? She was like, cool, that sounds good. And boom, she booked the gig. But for actors who don't have that power, that star power in the Emmys and Oscars, they have to audition. How you interpret the material, what you put on tape, who you are in that audition room, that's on the actor. But when we say stuff like. So they should have gave this to so-and-so. She would have been better. It's a good chance that the person you saying they should have gave it to him would have been better audition for the role and she didn't get it because she wasn't better. It's as simple as that a lot of times. Sometimes it's just about what you do with the material. I know a couple people who audition for the same roles and when the show come out, the person who actually book it didn't do shit that the other people that you know did with the material it's all about interpretation and then this next step is chemistry let's say Zazzy beats was one of three people who got to chemistry tests. she let's say it was her and like two big dark-skinned girls beautiful black girls whatever but maybe it was somebody lighter than her who knows Maybe they didn't have chemistry with Jonathan Majors because again, because that was her love interest. It ain't just about, oh, she will be good in this role. Do her and Jonathan look like they like each other? Can they carry this movie as a love interest for two hours? Who knows? But again, I need us when we say this to to ask ourselves, one, the person that we like, did she audition? She probably did. Maybe she didn't get it because she just didn't kill the role. Just because you like somebody don't mean they're good in that role. So stop. I want us to stop doing that. And it discredits the amount of work that people who book the role put in to get that role. It take a lot to make it out here in this business. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of auditions to book something to get to the point where you book in a movie with the biggest actors, black actors and actors, period, in the world. It takes a lot of money, a lot of long nights. It takes a lot of work, sacrifice to get there. So us saying they should have gave it to so-and-so discredits the 20 years of work that that person put in to be able to even get there. Stop doing it. Stop it right now. Stop. But if it's a case where we hear behind the scenes, it was some colorism or some shady going down. Cool. We can call it out. Let's do it. But I want us to stop doing certain things, even though we don't intend to tear down. That can be frustrating and it can be hurtful. Do I think um, Zazzy Beats did a good job in that role? Yes, I think everybody in that 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 uh, movie killed it do i think there could have been some other actors who did a good job in that role sure yep i sure do did they book the role nope did they probably had an opportunity to book the role maybe and if they ain't book it then they didn't do what they needed to do with the material okay i also want to give the example of like scandal just so we can put it in real perspective we all know and we've heard from everybody involved They called every black actress in Hollywood in for Olivia Pope's role. Every black actress. Kerry Washington said it herself. She was in there with Gabrielle Union, Esses Atkins, you name it. Sonal Lathan. Every black woman in that role was there. When Scandal first came out, a lot of people were talking that same shit. They could have booked. So-and-so would have been good in this role. You know what? She probably auditioned and she ain't booked it because she didn't do what she needed to do with the material and her chemistry tests with with Tony Goldwyn probably didn't kill it either with power is to do power after shows. We had Courtney a Kemp on as a guest when we um, did the finale for season two, I believe. And if I'm not mistaken, we asked her besides, what would it, what took, what was it that was about Omari Hardwick? One thing she pointed out, she said when they auditioned, Boris Kojo actually came in and killed it as Ghost. He killed it. She was like, yo, he, he was like, he killed it. The difference was that Boris was identifiable as Boris. People, his name was already popular. We already knew him. So if we seen him as Ghost, we, uh, some people wouldn't be able to separate Boris Kojo and connect it with Ghost. As for Omari, he was in stuff and some people knew him, but he had a better opportunity of cre- making this his character and not having that overshadowed by other roles and who he already was in the industry. So I say that all that to say, be mindful about things. Casting ain't just about calling somebody and they just giving them the job or in some cases it is, but the t- the cases y'all be talking about, that ain't what it's about. So stop doing that, okay? Love y'all. Hey, sorry to fuss with y'all, but y'all need it. And when I say y'all, I'm not talking about the black news listeners. I'm talking about them other people out here who may have been doing that. Okay. Let me know if y'all watch both, especially passing. I want to talk about that ending and what y'all perceive to have happened. Hit me up on social media at Kenelia with your thoughts. I was on Instagram the other day and, you know, just scrolling through the timeline like you. And I saw versus God. Bone Thugs and Harmony versus three, six, Mafia. Y'all, I'm going, I lost it. When I tell y'all, I probably yelped. Like, like I probably yelped. I probably fake passed out, came back to life. reset Like after resuscitating myself and passed out again, I'm going to that concert. I'm going to that versus concert y'all. I'm going to see bone thugs in harmony versus three, six. I'm in there. I'm in the mother y'all. I'm going to be cussing. I'm going to be in there when I rap and y'all I'll be like rapping to my music and stuff. My index finger be flying. I'm to be I'm to had a rap finger pointing all night. I'm going It's going to be in L.A. I'm getting tickets. I don't care. I don't care who want to go. I am in that mother -mm -hmm building. Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 36 Mafia. That matchup immediately takes me back to Flint 1995 through 1998. Okay. Even though Bone Thugs was out a little earlier than that. I'm just giving y'all like a chunk. Okay. That immediately transports me back to first of the month thuggish ruggish for the love of money tear the club up where them dollars is at that y'all so let's talk about what this matchup potentially looks like besides pure bliss okay one i hope these brothers are doing well okay i hope they doing well i'm so happy because apparently all members of phone thugs and harmony and all members of three six mafia gonna be there now I going to say this some years back, I saw one of the members of Bone Thugs and Harmony wandering around North Hollywood and the brother wasn't doing too good. I, I was very concerned. So hearing that they all going to be there, I'm happy and I'm uh, so grateful and thankful that, you know, they're going to pull it together and be here. Three Six Mafia. Juicy J be still rapping. Juicy J out here looking like he 41. I don't know how old he is, but he I, I'm going to give him 41. He older than that, but still, he looking 41. DJ Paul, oh, the, the whole crew, Gangsta Boo. Gang, gangsta Boo going to be. Oh, Lord, where them dollars at? I am. Oh, I can't wait. So we got both groups together. All the members. We have hits on top of hits with from a different element very regional this is very regional specific bone thugs had the midwest on lock bone they are from cleveland but they basically took hold of the midwest and other parts of the area because they literally crossed over but if you lived in i don't care if it was michigan ohio indianapolis milwaukee illinois if you were anywhere in the midwest you claim bone thugs and harmony So it was like a regional wave, three, six mafia again, South Memphis, Tennessee, that whole area. But the Midwest, if y'all know anything about the great migration, everybody up North, they family from the South. So we listened to three, six mafia, just like they was from Flint as well. So all of this was music that we, we was bopping to, we go to the club, we going to hear both of them. Yo, this is gonna be a good time time. so let's talk about special guests that they could possibly have unfortunately the two bombs that bone thugs and harmony has which is um their song with with tupac and the song with biggie they ain't gonna have no special guests with those because them brothers dead so we out we out with that i don't necessarily know of many other features that They have, they got one with Phil Collins. Now, you know, if you do a song with Phil Collins, crossover effect. And I doubt it. Phil ain't coming to that. He I saw a a, a news article. Phil was helping his kids perform at they like high school band competition or something, like a talent show. Phil, he busy being a dad. Now, 36 Mafia, on the other hand, they got features and collabs with people who are still around. They got Bumby. You know, they've done songs with UGK. Rest in peace to uh, Pimp C. But Bun still, uh, he alive and kicking it. They got A-Ball and MJG. Look, they bring out Ball and G. It's over for me. I'm going to pass out. Y'all, I swear. If if A-Ball bring his fat butt out there, oh, I swear I'm going to scream. I'm going to this concert. I don't think y'all realize how hype I am. and Y'all can probably hear how hype I am. Take that. Times 100. That's how hype I am. And if I don't get tickets, I'm sneaking in. I do, though, want to point out and remember, especially with the new format of verses, it's all about performance. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. Y'all remember this. I thought Dipset was going to run the table on the locks. I did. But I did not factor in the fact that mm, Dipset, they don't even act like they like each other, they don't rehearse. They don't be hanging out they look like they ain't had no sound check nothing they had no cohesiveness the locks on the other hand they've been performing together non-stop for 20 years so they have a stage show i don't know if Bone does and harmony i know bone been doing them like old school tours but have they really been doing them And the same with three six mafia so if I had to do predictions, I'm going to predict that Three Six Mafia on the performance aspect going to take it because I know Juicy J still be up here alive and kicking it. And I don't know. I know a Busy, he he got some new music out. He has some fresh braids on Instagram. So, you know, maybe. But either way, y'all, it's just going to be a good time. Ooh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait then versus announced that it's going to be a Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills versus y'all when I tell y'all I fainted and, and came back to life because of the Bone Thugs and Harmony this one just go ahead and take me out to the curb okay put me roadside I'm the deceased I y'all this gonna be the if you talking about the the cat daddies and the aunties honey I should get me a jury curl for the Stephanie Mills and Shaka Khan battle you understand I got some shoulder pads I can throw on. I'm going to put some shoulder pads on in the jury girl. Because Auntie is in the building. Both of these artists, I love y'all. Oh, I can't. Y'all, they, re- they really bringing it to us with these matchups. Shaka Khan, we know she got hits. Um. I remember when I was a young, young girl, we had a record player in our basement and me and my dad used to, he bought me this, that one of them Fisher price, three-on-one tables, some pool tables. So he would be downstairs teaching me how to play pool and we'd play ping pong and we would listen to records and music, mainly the Temptations and James Brown because I'm his favorite artist. But then I would put on Chaka Khan's album and listen to I Feel For You and Ain't Nobody on repeat. And to the point where I would be in the basement by myself blasting Ain't Nobody and I Feel For You. And I was like mm, five or six, maybe seven. I was a little girl. So I, when I hear those songs in particular, especially those two, I get teary eyed. I'd be so emotional because it literally transports me back. Stephanie Mills, she went, I'm going to tell you all right now, when she's, she sing home from the Wiz, I'm a bust out, bust out crying. I'm talking about bust out in tears every time i hear that song i am a wreck y'all oh this is gonna be so good and it is such a good way to wrap up the year uh and and just leave with a bang right some good friendly competition some nostalgia some old school music and the i'm gonna get them versus tickets i'm going to that concert I'm going to both us. I checked tickets already selling for Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. That might just be a little too auntie for me. I mean, I love it, but I feel like I got to go with a cat daddy. And I can't track no cat daddy down in three days, three days time. I just don't have time to prepare. Now I got time for some hood shit and get ready for that bone. Three, six months. I'm gonna be there. I'll let y'all know how it go. It's not until I I think December 2nd. So we gonna speak i why about to put the air coast because I'm going to be talking to y'all on the Black News podcast before then. And I'm going to keep y'all posted. But let me know if y'all going to get tickets, too. If y'all out in L.A. County, you're going to fly out for the shindig because I'm going to be there. I see y'all there. Hit me up at Canelia. Let me know. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you again for supporting the podcast and continuing to spread the word, telling all your friends and family and liking and subscribing. I appreciate it. We are growing. We are getting bigger and stronger in numbers. So I am so thankful for you all and I ask that you please continue to do that. And when I say like and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit that five stars, leave a comment, people read those. They get the feedback. They're like, you know what? That sound good. Let me hear what she got to say. That's what we want, and continue to do so. Hit me up on social media if you guys have topic suggestions. I'm at Canelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's at Canelia, like Kenny and Ophelia. I say this every week, and I'm gonna say it again. I got shows, y'all. I'll be out here. I'll be out here on the weekends, kicking it on stage. Check my website or check my social media, specifically Instagram, to get show dates and ticket information. Especially if you come flying into town, maybe y'all here on vacation, definitely come to to a show. It's going to be a good time. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening to Black News and supporting the podcast. Make sure you guys go out here and have a fantastic week. Continue to kill it, doing what you're doing. And I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye.